0: This is Blaine with Circle City Vets, and we're ready for another episode of Veteran Cast. This week we have Corey Smith from Run Ranger Run.
1: The mission of Veteran Cast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers.
0: At ease. So, welcome to another week of Veteran Cast. <laughs> uh, Blaine and Doug once again here. Uh, it's night, late at night, we're burning the midnight oil. Absolutely. A little bit different than what we normally do. This week we have Corey Smith from Run, to Ranger Run. Welcome, Corey.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So, uh, uh, Corey and I kind of go way back. Um, we were both at Indiana State at the same time, and I think we both found out each other were joining the military at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's right around... I was, I mean, I went in what, April, April, 2008. And I think you were before that, weren't you?
2: March, 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And
0: it was just like, we were at the ballet and it was like, yeah, no, I'm leaving. I'm joining the army. And he was like, no, I'm leaving and I'm joining the army. That's (laughs) crazy.
1: I I was honestly, that might've been the night whenever, uh, my friend Corey and I, uh, were dressed up like like if it's halloween because you're like mm-hmm. hey we're leaving why not who cares let's just go ahead and do it
0: yeah no yeah. Uh, there's there's a picture of you are in a full white suit and a mustache with a headband yeah <laughs> clapping i think we're yep. doing some clapping yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah but was it an outfit
0: <laughs> it was it was
1: like a, i mean i had a
2: belt buckle so if that if that, <laughs> if that if
0: that you know if that's enough right there make an outfit uh, yes it, it was so that was yeah so that's how Corey and i have known each other for you know over 10 years now um when we we both kind of went our separate ways in the military um, and then when we we both kind of came back to Indiana roughly at the same time and kind of reconnected there, um, you
1: know. Who's, who's your born? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, well, I guess I can say it Buckeye. I'm a Buckeye, okay. yeah. But right. no. it's allowed. It's allowed. Yeah. All right, good. You're not who's from you're... Michigan, so you're.
2: No, away. no, no, definitely not. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. absolutely not. So why don't, we, why don't we just start with some of your background? Like, tell us a little bit about what you did while you were in. Um, and then kind of bring us up to now like what made you think of run ranger run how did we get to where we're at today
1: well i guess we're going to go in chronological order um so i guess about that same time around 2008 really had no idea what the heck i wanted to do in life but you know graduated from college with uh from indiana state with a public relations uh degree and honestly that whatever so uh decided to join the military um when my friend corey he came to me with that proposal. I said, sure, let's do it. And eventually, I was initially going to go to officer candidate school, but because I got a little bit of trouble earlier on, they said I wasn't a good candidate. But anyway, so I ended up going into, uh, going in as enlisted, Uh, went to the Ranger Regiment, spent some time down in Fort Benning at 375, a couple of rotations over to Afghanistan. And um, after my second one, I kind of, uh, I came back home and had a lot of family difficulty. I was told when I first went in that you're not a true ranger, unless you have at least one divorce under your belt. So (laughs) uh, I guess I I finally became a ranger as I was getting out. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, what ended up occurring was, uh, around September of 2011, my wife uh, decided she wanted to go ahead, take my daughter, move back up to Indiana. So I was left down there with nothing, uh, except, uh, the four walls of my place uh and a an flavor mattress my guitar my television and my xbox uh so at that point in time i just realized uh, that i knew i was going to have a horrible time ahead of me uh, i was moving back to indianapolis not really knowing anybody uh that's the whole reason why i got away from indiana because i just didn't want to be here so now i'm going back to the place so um one day uh after like many many weeks of hating life and hating myself and and everything, uh, decided uh, that I had enough of it. Once I came to that conclusion, I whenever I started throwing ideas of suicide and things like that in my head, uh, I just finally came to the point, I can't do this anymore. And so my, uh, I guess what I took as my refuge was running because I always enjoyed it growing up as a kid. I just did it for therapy, Uh, therapeutic purposes, pop on some good music and get out and hit the street. Eventually, uh, I just started running more and more each day and came up with this idea, hey, I'm going to run home. And I'm going to r- run home to my daughter. Uh, and uh, ended up pairing up with a nonprofit organization called Gallant Few, uh, and used some of my public relations skills uh, that I learned when I was got my undergrad, and applied that, put out some uh, PSAs and things like that, and you know, finally uh, got a few media outlets to bite. And next thing you know, it became a national uh, coverage. So I got national coverage as on. So,
0: yeah. So, so I think
2: where did you run from and to? Yeah. I was so, gonna
0: say, yeah, I got to point that out. That's kind of important. The thing.
1: run, um, the run was down Fort Benning, Georgia, and that was back home to Indianapolis. Uh, it, took, it was 565 miles and it took 28 days to Whoa. complete yeah, well, some of those days I was on a bike because I had a stress yeah. fracture in my foot and yeah. just things weren't working out very well, so oh. I had to get on the so bike yeah, you just first. Cheated. Bike. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, Come Kentucky, on. Kentucky yeah. was
0: a breeze, man. <laughs> yeah. No, so wow. Uh, and so you, I mean, you basically like you just Forrest Gumped it. You just started. Yeah, started I honestly, running. I think that every every single news agency yeah, out there
1: like them. told me, oh, it's a real life Forrest Gump here, so. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just started running uh, the day that I got I, well. I got early separation. I said that I was going to school, so I get that ninety-day early separation, mm-hmm. uh, and applied my terminal leave to that. And on January third, started beating feet. Uh, did about twenty miles a day. Uh, got about fourteen days in, and that's when the stress fracture really started taking effect. Oh, yeah. So that's why I took a break for a little bit. And then I had a really nice break when I got invited to the President's State of the Union Address. Uh, Andre Carson here from uh, the, I think, 7th District. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. yeah, he invited me to go out there and be his uh, guest of honor. Uh, so that was really neat too.
0: So you went from wherever you had stopped out to the State of the Union, then came back to where you stopped yep. and- And kept on going, Charlie yeah. Mike,
1: continue on with the mission, yeah. Got
0: ya.
2: And so the, the motivation behind it, obviously the motivation was, you know, part, mental health but also was it for your daughter was it you know what was that piece of it i'm curious
1: well i've read a lot of stories uh about military military transition how difficult it is Um, uh, so i started looking into more of that and i realized oh you know i could actually make an impact upon this community uh, and maybe show that hey no matter how horrible things are no matter how down you feel how depressed you're on the you know on the brink of suicide yeah you can always uh make a comeback yeah and it's just one step at a time one foot after the next and eventually you can get to the goal whatever that may be And yeah. mine just would happened to be my daughter so that's awesome yeah it's just kind of the, it, never give up you know um yeah. so yeah
2: yeah i was i was tell people you know push pull or drag right um i i shared i share it's online i think it was on tumblr or whatever but I shared one like when I turned 40 years old and, you know, uh, Blaine, Blaine's getting to know me and stuff. And, you know, I've had some success here in Indianapolis, and, uh, but people don't know your past, you know. So I did the divorce thing, almost lost both my kids, became a single dad of two, you know, and then that brought its own, you know, stuff. <laughs> bankrupt no money you know all of these things and people don't realize it you know and and the only thing that got me through was like just going there's got to be a good memory right around the corner that i'm about to hit there's got to you know and that was my whole motivation for just the next day the next day the next day and and sure enough there was you know there was great things right around the corner that i would have missed otherwise so that's an amazing story jesus well, 585, 65, 65, you know, like, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Not, no big deal too much. <laughs> <whatever>. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> yeah I threw an extra day of running in there yeah. for me. So, uh, you know, so, so with the transition, right. I thought like, all right, great. You know, I was in the spotlight a lot of, yeah. a lot of people supporting me. Uh, but then soon as that whole went, that whole thing wow. went away, everybody else did. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm back at square one, except I'm home. And I weigh about 20 pounds less than what I did before <laughs> yeah. I left. So, uh, what do I do now? Uh, I I had a job lined up, but it turned out to be an awful job that wasn't even. A, I don't even know. I don't even know how this business ex- business existed in the first place. Uh, actually, when I was in the middle of my run, I flew to the interview here in India, then came back like the same day to start. So, make sure I could get the next day miles in so, mileage in the next day. So. Um, So anyways, living with my parents as a 28, 29-year-old single father, uh, splitting up parenting time. The divorce hadn't occurred just yet. We were in the process of it all. And uh, my parents, they still kind of viewed me as the younger troublemaker that I was uh, whenever I was growing up. Uh, And eventually that led to a big fallout and me getting kicked out of the house. So now at this point in time, I am unemployed, I'm homeless, and I have a kid so um a lot of nights where i would when i did have my daughter i'd stay at people's houses that i knew um people that like i still i don't even know how i was in contact with them honestly uh and uh the days when i did have my daughter we would stay in a uh, really cheap motel and the kind when you you know you turn when you turn the light off you the, the floor starts to move a little bit yeah. you know so yeah. um really rough time uh, i don't know you know coming back here was actually the most difficult part of the journey, not even any of the miles I put in, uh, the complete culture shock. And I don't think people really talk about that so much. Everybody wants they hear, when they hear veteran, when civilians hear veteran, they think, oh, well, they went overseas, they faced all this stuff, they see nasty stuff. You know, I can tell you right now, I'm an ER nurse. I work at Methodist Hospital, I'm in the trauma room. I've seen some pretty nasty stuff in that place, right? Yeah. But yet still I make it home, no problem, and I still function just fine. Uh, But, you know, it's that stigma that we carry as veterans, that there's must be something wrong with us or, and, you know, some people, some veterans actually harness that stigma and have this, yeah, I'm disgruntled. I'm angry. I have this going on, yada, yada, yada. And then others kind of just veer away from that. Uh, But so I find myself, uh, finally did get a job, got my own place. I remember when i bought my first couch it was the most amazing feeling in the world i was like yes i got a 200 hundred dollar couch this is amazing you know that was the only furniture i had so yeah you don't have to sleep on the floor anymore perfect uh and then i ended up losing that job so back to square one again right um and like we were talking about um look what i was just about to say was when you go into the military you go in with people from your mep station you know you go into the unknown together yeah. Anything you do in the military, it's usually going into the unknown with someone else. And here, or anytime, usually most of the time, when a service member is getting out, they're going into the unknown on their own. Yeah. Sure, the military sets up like what their A Cap program I think was the Army separation program, yeah. but that's a, a DoD civilian sitting behind a desk just saying, "Oh yeah, your resume looks great. Good luck." Yeah. You know. And especially, I know from my standpoint, having a college degree and having know how to knowing how to write a resume, like they just looked at it and they thought that it was just wonderful. Uh, so it, there's no help there. Um, but anyways, I'm kind of getting lost in what I was saying. Uh, eventually, uh, I ended up got put back in the limelight again for a brief moment. Uh, I did. A, I was a uh, presenter at the Purdue. They have a uh, Battle Mind at Home, I think they call it, symposium that you do, and I was one of the speakers there. So of course, after I get done speaking, everybody's coming up to me, giving me their cards, just saying, here, how can we help you? How can we help you? You know. And then I email, I must email like 20 people, following up with them, never heard anything back. Never heard one thing back from anybody. I don't get it.
2: Everybody yeah. wants to make you feel good when they're in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. A, I, I, I joke all the time with the guys in here, a bunch of startups in here. And they're all like, Oh, this guy loved, loved our idea and everything else. I said, did he give you a check? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Well then he didn't love your idea. If so, he loved your yeah. idea, you'd have a check. Yeah. <laughs> so then
0: at what point did you decide I'm going to go to nursing school?
1: Well, okay. So I finally got a job again, uh, got a job, but it was, I just, I was living off unemployment for like a month and a half and I hated it. I was miserable. Uh, so I got a job making less money than I'd make on unemployment. So I was making very little money working in a warehouse and I just, and I needed something, I couldn't do it. Like this is just, yeah. I'm, I'm drowning here. You know, my, my, my boat's taking on water and it's, we're going down. Uh, so my mom decides, she, my mom's a nurse, she's decided to pitch this idea out to me to go ahead and go to nursing school, that I would enjoy it, get in the emergency room because I could work with my hands, uh, high stress environment, that I'd be perfect for it. So I took her advice and uh went to the recruiting their little recruiting station that they had at marion university uh to for their accelerated program uh and i was told initially when i went there uh, and i walk i actually walked in there with my daughter who's i mean we both look disheveled uh <laughs> it, it was terrible uh walked in there and uh, i was told that it might not i might not get in but sure enough got in uh, finished with like a three point like it was close to a 3.5 gpa working full-time nights going to school full-time days and have my daughter four days a week so <sighs> Yeah. Right. I know it's yeah. terrible, but, uh, learned a lot about myself. Again, another, another thing where I could learn a lot about myself, uh, between run ranger run and then, and going through nursing school. Um, so that right there kind of was a turning point cause now I could have a steady income where I was making decent money and I can actually provide for my daughter instead of wondering, you know, how are we going to eat? Well, what's going to be our next thing that we're going to eat? Uh, I can actually stock up a refrigerator, yeah. which yeah. is a good feeling. Yeah. Just the little things.
0: So, Kind of as you progressed, you know, how did the the run come back, and how did it get to the point that you know now it's a national thing that people can sign up for and try to run the five sixty five with a team? Yeah, um, I don't think I'm assuming yeah. not a lot of people do it on their own. There's been a couple, have there? There's been a couple, not not just. I mean, they'll get on the bike and
1: mm-hmm. and do it, and oh. they'll split it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you know, I did, I did use <laughs> a bike for a little yeah. bit, so you know, we're not necessarily wanting to do it like when Gallant few well when i came with gallant few or carl the executive director and founder of gallant few when i talked to him uh after i was done with this and uh you know we he had it in his head he wants to continue this somehow and i was like that's perfect i want to know what we can do so it came it came to the conclusion that we came to the conclusion that okay so teams of two to ten people uh doesn't matter where you're located you locate one could be located in you know san francisco the other across the world in uh, tokyo right uh, but they come together and they complete, uh, you know, 565 miles in that 28 day period of February. Um, although my run didn't happen necessarily in February, but 28 days is yeah. February. It makes, sen- it makes sense. Translation. Yeah, right. It makes sense. So, uh, and while you're doing that, your team, uh, has friends, family members, uh, donate money to just. Uh, see who gets you know because the idea is we create these competitions whoever mm-hmm. bring in the most money as an individual or as a team, uh, and we've been doing this ever since 2013 because I did mine in 2012, uh, in 2013 onward we've done it every single February, um, and it's got th- our actual implementation has been much better every single year. Uh, and last year, last February we raised about I think it was 190, 191, 192 thousand dollars. Yeah, that's awesome. And what does that go towards? That all goes to Gallant Few, which is a uh, a veteran-founded, veteran-ran, volunteer nonprofit organization that was founded by Carl Munger, who was a uh, 175 uh, major, retired. So, yeah.
0: So what do they, so what do they use that money for? Let's, you know, kind of people want, are thinking about donating, hopefully to my team, uh, (laughs) where's that money eventually going to end up in? Hey, well, so that money goes, uh,
1: towards all kinds of different things, right? So we talk about separation. Um, we're just talking about not even the, not not even the programs, uh, that they're partnered with, but as far as an individual separation, like, so you get out, you can't find that job, you're struggling, you have a mortgage, uh, or you have you know rent that you're paying, you have a job, say so you lose it somehow, you've got kids, and you know you're stressed out to the max. on how are you going to afford all this? How are you going to get by? And uh, so, with Gallant Few, at least for the emergency relief type stuff, they're able to you know hey, well we're going to go ahead and just pay that next two months' mortgage. We're going to make sure that you that's one thing you don't have to worry about, so you can focus on getting that job and and moving yeah. forward. Now, there's veterans all over in this network, all over the United States. So the thing is, idea is when you come to Gallant Few and say, hey, Carl, I'm getting out of the military soon, I'm going to this location, or even if it's not out of the military, if it's just saying, hey, I'm, I've been out of the military for 10 years. I'm moving from you know, Tucson and going to New York. Do you know anybody in New York that can help me out, like kind of get me in touch with their, not only socially integrate, but, but professionally integrate them to the new surroundings. Um, I think, and all these folks are actually veterans that you know, have volunteered to be mentors to individuals. And I think, you know, like, we were, like I was saying, you know, when you get out, you get out by yourself. You know, it'd be very nice to get out and have somebody there waiting for you and helping you build that resume, helping you um, uh, or getting you to the events to um, socially integrate yourself, um, Mm -hmm. kind of point you in the right direction, where to go for resources. Um, One of, uh, what was I thinking here? I can't remember what I was about to say. I kind of lost track
0: of it. (laughs) So you're talking about, so if you're looking to you know you're a vet you're looking to move to a new area you don't know anybody gallant few has like resources available to be able mm-hmm. to connect you and put you in touch with the right people
1: yeah there's actually um I'm not Carl told me a story th- so there was a gentleman a veteran who was struggling with addiction um was losing his kids he already lost his wife was losing and losing his kids and he was right there on the edge of it uh and Carl ended up talking to him and he said, Hey, if you pledge to get yourself clean and you pledge to go and seek the help that you need to, we will pay for that treatment. We will help you get to that. We will help you reach that you know, that objective. We will right. help you get to that point so that you can get clean and you can get your kids back in your life. Uh, but the stipulation was, Hey, if you, if you break that, we're done. Yeah. We're, and we're not, this is, this is the one time thing. Mm-hmm. And sure enough
0: he got clean and has joint custody of his his kids that's awesome so it's it's not some super hyper specific idea it's not this that it's hey we're here to help vets we're here to make sure that that post military life um, we can give you a few steps towards the right ladder you've got a support group right yeah you've got the you're not on your own yeah exactly
2: like i love how you put that i i I never thought about that before but it's so true you know you you go in and these are all your buddies no matter what happens you got someone you know someone has your back whether it's bills or whether this or that and i never even thought about that you get out and it's it's lonely Yeah, yeah it's very
1: lonely uh and you know, you turn to the social media side of it, you see, oh, you know, the disgruntled veterans or whatever it is, you know, somebody's, some veterans angry about something. And I feel that's kind of just a common thing when you get out of the military is that you just have a lot of anger for civilians. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because you had anger while you were in, uh, but I've heard, you know, there's there's people out there saying, oh, we will not assimilate to the civilian life. We're, oh, yeah, you're and I'm like, time. so what you're doing is you're segregating yourself against the community. You're seg- segregating yourself from the community in which you are going to, or yeah. you are in currently, how are you supposed to be successful professionally or socially whenever you're against every person that could possibly be, you know, your best friend?
0: Yeah, yeah. we talked about that last week with Courtney. Yep. Um, one of the big things that, that she focuses on is, um, instead of going out and saying, I'm gonna create the veteran version of this, it's I'm gonna to go to these people and we're gonna create a veteran wing of what they're doing so we're assimilating with you know, whatever type of business it is or yeah. social organization or nonprofit or whatever the case. It's not saying, well, we're gonna be over here by ourselves because then you're never really gonna right. do the things that you need to be able to do to be successful with that. You gotta be able to assimilate into the community, so.
2: Well, and, then, and on the opposite side too, Blaine knows the story. You know why I do this, is I I left the military and never looked back, and so I was never part of the veteran community anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and you know I had I had a site Navy Vets that I've had for like ten years now that has like twelve thousand guys. But even that, you know, I I let guys in. They talk and I. But but there's not you know. And I started to sit here and think, I'm 49 years old, I'm, I'm doing okay, what am I, what am I giving back? Yeah. You know, what are we doing? And, and then the tech community that I work in has no overlap with the veteran community, none. And so it was then I start meeting folks like Blaine, my buddy Adam, another guy, Harrison. All these guys are vets. And I'm sitting there going, we, none of us knew we were, you know, each other served. And so it, it it now it's the point where now I hear stories like this and it kind of pisses me off cuz in when you got out in 2012 one of us should have been there right yeah. you know I mean and and we we had all the opportunities and the jobs and the you know everything mm-hmm. to help out but there was no infrastructure or place and so if we can if we can create that somehow even at a small at a tiny level here in Indianapolis you know that's absolutely why, why we're doing it so that, yeah Yeah, and
0: that's I mean that's the 100% of why we went out and tried to start Circle City Vets was yeah. we wanted to be because I, I had different but similar types of experiences coming back um, moving back to Indiana and you know, I hawked life insurance for a few months just yeah, trying to that. figure out. Yeah. yeah, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was um, like, "Wow, well, Blaine's being really persistent when he's calling me. I get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I got to pay, like, I got uh, to, I got to feed the kids, man. I, uh, I, gotta sell. Yeah. Like, I need like, you to buy some life I'm insurance. I'm like, like, I'm here. eating mac and cheese here. I don't know how much my <laughs> life is <laughs> worth. <wrong>. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, there's, I wanted to be able, one of the, my big motivations with Circle City Vets is like, I want to be able to create that network. So people don't have to experience the vets that want to move to Indy don't have to experience that. I mean, exactly we're, it. we're being a little bit more proactive. We're even going out and being like, no, come here, move here. Yeah. We'll give you that network. If you just move here, I know you're not from here you're from Alabama and you were stationed in San Diego and you know nothing about Indy. but like, don't worry, we got you like, come on. Um, and that's a big goal of ours. So like hearing stories like that, like those are the types of, of stories that if we can, we'd love to be able to prevent, um, and and give a better foundation of, of of moving in um so if somebody wants to put a two to ten man team together ten two to ten man two to ten person team together yeah um or they want to bike walk run uh how do they do it or Where do you buy you go? a shirt yeah buy a shirt or just or buy a shirt <laughs> yeah well if
1: you go to run dot run.com uh you can find as soon as you like pull up the website usually gives you a prompt play if you want to participate even has a countdown like hey this many days left do we start uh and and you can just follow the kind of leads from there it also has like a shop i think Uh, it's been you can buy some ranger panties yeah you can buy some ranger panties on there (laughs) there you go it's always great it's funny because
0: as a Somebody who was a runner all growing up and then ran in college. Like, oh, I'm dude. used to those shorts. Yeah. And I go in the military and everybody's like, Ranger paintings, Ranger paintings. And I'm like, you mean running shorts, like me, the running me, shorts yeah. that I wear every single day. No, because I, like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Those are weird now. I remember seeing you wear those uh, around campus.
1: And I was like, wow, look at those things.
0: <laughs> look how short those are. And then you had to wear them for what, yeah, four Yeah. And, four years and now
1: every time I go running, I have these really short shorts on like, and everybody's giving me the same look.
2: I don't want to hear it. I wore bell bottoms for six years. You know, <laughs> <so>. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you had
0: you guys had a whole plethora of uniforms yeah. there. <laughs> Speaking of uniforms, Adam still owes me that beer. Oh so yeah. What was that? Yeah. What what happened? We made a bet with well, I made a bet yeah. with um, Team RWB over the Army Navy game, um, oh, and Army yeah. won. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he has to. Buy me a beer, but drink a beer while wearing do, an Army PT uniform. Do we have to
2: talk about this on every podcast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I didn't know. I mean, you could have said, hey, listen to the last podcast. <laughs> and you'll yeah. figure it out. Well, cause well, we did talk about it that podcast, but this is from like three episodes ago. it's one ago. of the
2: blades <laughs> check marks on every yeah, Remind absolutely. Doug that They won for like 15 straight yeah. <laughs>
0: years. Like, we win too. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So cool. So runrangerrun.com. You can sign up. Or, if or join you, a team yeah. yeah if you if you don't
1: have enough people to make a team and you don't feel like uh, carrying the load of 565 miles or whatever you divide that by uh you can always just join a team because there's always people out there taking them right now like i've sent out emails to, like probably eight people that said they wanted to do it and i only had one respond back so right now i got two man team it's gonna be amazing <laughs> uh it's supposed to be people at my law school which since running time to- i mean my time for running right now is very uh minimum uh but uh, so if anybody's out there and is listening and they want to join, you can go to uh, obje- objection overrun. That's uh That's your team. Yeah, that's my team. I'll be happy to have you. <laughs> the, so uh... it's uh, it's actually thirty five dollars to sign up. Um and you get a t shirt. Uh it's actually a really nice t shirt. Uh and then you also get I think like a like a bumper sticker or something something along those lines. I don't know. We change we change it every single year, mm-hmm. so uh But yeah, it's a, it's a good time because it brings people together. Uh, We've had one military spouse, uh, one veteran spouse say that this is the only time that her husband actually comes outside and part and like socializes with people. So, so it's kind of a big thing uh, in in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, for me, it was uh, a way of saying, Hey, I'm I'm never going to give up on myself ever again Uh, and for others out there, maybe it inspires some hope or does something. so everybody everybody runs for a different reason and that's something we can all share or even if you're just you know walking you can even track mileage while you walk it's it doesn't it's not specific just as long as you can put some sort of distance to it and that works swimming i have i've had people put their their
0: swimming miles in so that seems like that would be the hardest
1: well they didn't do all swimming maybe it's just like you know like <laughs> be, here and there but yeah. uh
0: but yeah anything you can track some distance on you can toss in there yeah we have a i've run with a group of guys who are all training going to boston in april yeah. and i that's how i pitched it to him i was like look like we're already running the miles like we already have enough miles to make the the requirement why not just throw 35 dollars towards a good cause to be able to do it and then. Yeah i let him know I was like, also probably a little bit more. Like if you wanna throw in a little bit more than 35 bucks, you could do that too. Um, And so, yeah, we threw a goal out there of like $2,000 as a team to try to raise some money. And um, you know, that's, I I would encourage anybody, especially if you're listening and you were, you had a new year's resolution and already went out the window. If you wanna restart that, good way to restart it is jump on a bike or jump on a treadmill, go outside and walk or run and join Run Ranger Run. Um, you know, you can do it anywhere. Like you said, you can mm-hmm. do it inside, you can get outside, plenty of ways to do it. Um, awesome. and you get a t-shirt out of it, you're supporting a good cause. Yeah, so. Um, also I want to, I do want to point out that you're now back in law school. So like, yeah, so yeah, I started having decided, not enough time for stuff. You, yeah, you got decided, tired of that. Yeah, I
1: decided to be an idiot and go back to school for <laughs> some more, uh, so yeah, nursing school wasn't good enough, and three years of working out in the ER just got just got really bored. So it's like <laughs> I gotta I gotta move on, I gotta do some other things. So now, so now law school, and uh, yeah, second semester of law school. So
0: how many more? What another year?
1: Well, no, 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 no. So I'm in the part time program. They say that because they give you like 11 credit hours, and they call that part time. So, but uh, most of the time for the full time program, it's like I think it takes like 16 credit hours a semester, and that's three years. Part times. Uh, Comes out to four years. I'm gonna try to expedite it a little bit and take some extra classes during the summers. Uh, that way, I get done like three and a half. Nice. So, and which the GI Bill pays for a decent amount of it. Since yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have been able to go back
0: to Butler to without the GI Bill. <laughs> yeah. Did you?
1: Yeah, did you sure. use the uh, yellow ribbon at all?
0: No, they. It was the the MBA program at Butler is the same is. situation where it's like part time. So. I didn't need to because it was like technically going to Butler for an MBA. this isn't an ad, was cheaper than Kelly here downtown. So it made more sense. That was one of the reasons why I chose this because it made more sense to use my GI Bill for that. Um, So I didn't end up having it. The Yellow Ribbon program, for people who don't know, if you go to a private school and they're Um, Members of the Yellow Ribbon Program, they'll match that difference between a state school and a private school. So if you're getting out and using a GI Bill, you can still attend a private
1: school. Even though I know McKinney, from what I was looking at, McKinney, uh, McKinney Law School, they do, they have ten slots for Yellow Ribbon recipients there. So even though I mean, because it's guess it's a grad school, so they can get out there. But yeah, hopefully, I think because I got maybe like seven months left, so they give you like twenty-two thousand for. The year, so hopefully that will cover. Hopefully, I'll get out of law school with maybe like five
0: thousand dollars debt, which would be great. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really great callback to one of our first episodes. We talked about all those um, those veteran programs that a lot of people don't even realize they have. Uh, I think the GI Bill is one of the ones that the GI Bill, your health insurance, and the the mortgages yeah. are probably the three that are the most. talked about, but that, you know, we had a whole episode where we were talking about all these different things that people had no idea that they had access to. But, um, you know, I think a lot of vets may think, well, I had already Graduated from school and maybe I did my student yeah. loan repayment. I didn't yeah. know I could use my GI Bill to get my master's yeah. degree. Right.
1: So yeah, most people are like, "Oh, sweet! I got a free haircut and a free meal at Applebee's on Veterans Day." There you go. Here. There's my perks. Yeah. They're there. Yeah.
0: Ten yeah. percent off at Lowe's. <laughs> so <laughs> Lowe's
2: thing. I? I'm I'm in love with the Lowe's discount. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. There's there's a lot more I never out just there. saying though. it's there. I yeah. never expected anything like that from serving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like wait what? (laughs) yeah i mean there's
0: there's a list i mean outside of va benefits like if you go look those lists up there's a quite it's always it's just for me it's always weird to be like do you have a veteran like i'm i'm doing it right now because i'm shopping for a new garage door oh and when my and when i say i am my wife is doing all the work and i'm just like signing the checks but i was like no matter who you talk to like ask them if they have a veteran discount because like my if 10% Ten percent on like a hammer is one thing, yeah. but ten percent on a garage door and a garage door opener and the whole thing like that makes considerable difference. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was like, yeah, make sure that you uh, you ask for that discount. But, mm-hmm.
2: um, when, and here you are, so five years later, right?
0: Uh, six, six, six
2: yeah, years. Six later. years. And I know it's real funny. This get is a little... different life, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and your daughters. She's seven now. Seven? Seven, yeah. So only... It's a lot of sass.
2: Yeah, about eight years to go before you buy a Mm-mm. gun and... I mean, well, <laughs> well, I got a lot. Yeah, I got some of them. So yeah, yeah. uh, we got that covered. That's good. Uh,
1: <laughs> But no, it's wild. Uh, it's... Okay, so yeah, she's getting to that age where I just can't relate to her anymore because now she's full-on, 100% a girly girl. Sass. Yeah, so a lot of yeah, sass. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it's tough.
2: Yeah, I used to have to go to work because go to work with nail polish on. Oh so yeah. You had to do that. Yeah. Good look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause otherwise they get upset. Like, why are you taking it off? I, okay. I'll, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I have three boys. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We have a rock climbing wall in our living room. Ha- <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I saw, awesome. I, I saw the photo <laughs> yeah. ha- hashtag blessed. Yeah. So. It's a yeah. We, I built that uh, leading up to Christmas and, uh, I told my wife, I said, uh, just so you know, like you can wrap all the presents on a tree from Santa's wrapping paper because, like, he doesn't get credit for that. Like, yeah. that's all us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they're uh-huh. going to know that that's not a Santa gift. <laughs> so it wasn't even expensive. It was like, you just pay for wood and some handholds. <laughs> like, it wasn't that hard. I is. was I was surprised. <laughs> that's so, fantastic. but hey, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Yeah, problem. What uh, a problem.
2: honor to have you in here. Uh. And, and it, no, I, I, I think it's, I mean, obviously it was the, you know, I mean, it's quite a feat what you, what you did, you know, but I think it's that realization of you put one foot in front of the other to get out of it. Right. You know, and, and to, and to just head in the right direction. And I think that's a, that's an incredibly powerful message to anybody who's, who's suffering right now.
0: Well, and to tell your story too. I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of people may want to hide the harder parts of the story and just be like, yeah, look at all this awesome stuff I did and not want to talk about the struggles that they went through during and since then. And I, thanks a lot for being open about that. I think that it's really important for people to hear that. Well,
1: absolutely. I, uh, and I mean, I know we're trying to, you guys are trying trying to draw a conclusion here, but, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was, uh, when you're talking about talking about vulnerability vulnerabilities, right? Uh, we all share a lot of similar vulnerabilities, but the thing is we don't want to open up about it. Why? Well, just human beings in general don't want to talk about their weaknesses. Uh, the veteran community, for sure, doesn't want to talk about their weaknesses. Nobody no. wants to admit that they have a certain problem. They don't want to go see somebody. They want, you know, they just want to kind of stay in their little shell. Uh, but a lot of my success uh, beyond um, was actually when I met uh, my good friend Michael. Uh, he, I met him at the Purdue thing when I spoke, and he was the one person that actually emailed me instead of me emailing him. Uh, and he was doing his practicum. He's a master of social work, and he was practicum at the VA, so he understood a little bit what I was going through. Uh, but then once we got past the whole veteran thing and just started talking about our personal lives, here's a civilian, here's a veteran, wow, we have so much more in common. But if I would have just put up that wall and said, nope, I can only stay in the veteran community, I'm right. just, I'm, that's all I am, I would have never met him. I would never gotten into into the healthcare field, I would have, cause he's actually helped me get my first job working in a hospital. Uh, and I would have never, I guess, gotten to the point where I am now without his help. And that was, you know, a civilian doing that. Yeah. But it was just another human being talking to another human being about the problems that we've experienced with failed marriage and being at our, Lowest point ever because we all share that. We all, even you know, your lowest point, my lowest point could be yeah. two completely different things, but we know that feeling of yeah. being there. Yep. Uh, and I think that's something that everybody could share. And if we just let our guards down and show those vulnerabilities. We'd find out that we have so much more in common. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: especially in a day of social media, where everything's fake, right? No, we share the
1: or divided, right? Well, I yeah, mean, never. We share all the nice pictures, <laughs> you know. We share, <laughs> you know,
2: we, it, like I, I never share me screaming at my daughter, yeah. right? You know, I, I only share when we're Bitcoin out people. for dinner and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, and so if you're, you know, if you're sitting there alone at home, watching that stream of. Oh, everybody else is happy out there. Yeah, you know that can have, and nobody's happy. They're all miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, this true. Mean, it's true. I'm it, it it really Some people are happy. Yeah. like <laughs> I, mean, I was. It's, like, got it's like, got a like flashes you, here, yeah, flashes yeah. there of it Fif, every once in a
1: while.
0: You know,
2: I'm, I'm coming up on 50 years old, and what I realized in life is that it's really dark with just these glimpses of light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that you, and those are what you live for. Oh you yeah, you live for yeah. those little those little glimpses of light. Absolutely, you know? it keeps you waking
1: up and going going to. want to work the next day. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. That's an awesome way to to wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your dark day tomorrow. I hope you have a glimpse of light. This was Veteran Cast. (laughs) Thank you, Corey. Thanks for coming again. RunRangerRun.com. Make sure you sign up before February 1st or before February 28th. Go donate to somebody's team. Uh, We will see you all guys. See everyone again soon.
1: Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America.